Hello and welcome to SoFarscape. A fun-filled Farscape fancast by a fervent fan. And a frankly fascinated first-timer. I'm Kaki. I'm Kay. And, and this, this is a story so Farscape. Boom! Montage! How far Farscape can it be? Yes. Damn, that's like the most sincere, well, no, succinct montage, I guess. Did it just take a shot from every episode? Two, in fact. Two, in fact. Yes. Okay, oh, yeah. hello, we're, welcome to season four, episode 22. I'm Kaki, this is Kay. It's um, bad timing. Bad timing, yes. So uh, we're following that that theme by sort of, let's just push all the buttons at once and she see if we can... There we go. <laughs> so, because we're super excited, we have just, <laughs> we've just watched see. <laughs> the season four finale, bad timing, and it opens with an amazing montage. Yes, we didn't speak a word be- with, uh, 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 between the two, which was related to Farscape, between the moment the episode finished and we started this recording. We so. have a lot to say. <laughs> I've seen you feverishly scribbling notes. That's more notes than I've ever seen on your page. You That's not true. But excellent penmanship, by the way. Oh, no, well, thank you. Thank At you. least from a distance. Okay, fair enough. Because, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, we open with two sets of four frames from... 86 episodes. Yeah. So I I did the math on that, and I believe that at 24 frames per second, that's about 28 seconds. 28 and a bit. Feels about right. Yeah, right? That's probably right. So not all 87, because one of them hadn't been filmed yet at the time that post-production was entering. Oh, fair enough. And that was Constellation of Doubt with the yeah. television programs. Oh, wait. Huh? They yeah. were they were already they hadn't filmed Constellation of Doubt yet when they were doing this one. So I figure because uh, because that's kind of a safe one. It it takes fair. place almost entirely in like alternate sets with with uh, yeah. other other actors. Good point. Or just on Moya with uh, with John lying around. So I I kind of feel like that's an like maybe that was an easy pickup. We can do that in an afternoon if we need to. Yeah. Right. Oh, still. Yeah. And again, there's like yeah. I mean, what kind of it would be a hard episode to get a distinctive shot from. Because, like, I got the impression that they were definitely going for a distinctive image from each of the... Uh, oh, yeah, of course we have Jeeves. We have Jeeves, <laughs> and they're amazing. We start off with John sitting at Cape Canaveral. Yeah. Yeah, the Cape, opening shot. Cape Kennedy, Cape Canaveral, one of the two. I, they keep renaming it. I don't know which one it is these days. Oh, is that how it works? Okay. Yes, it, I think it started out as Cape Canaveral, and then it became Cape Kennedy, and then it became Cape Canaveral again. I'm not, I'm not 100% sure on the timing on that. But, uh, yes. Call it Canaveral? He called it Canaveral. Canaveral. Right. Canaveral. Yeah, which is weird, because only launch control is at Cape Canaveral. After that, it immediately gets handed over to Houston. In NASA, but this yeah. is IASA. Oh, of course, yes. Uh... Because, and therefore, they still launch everything from Cape Canaveral. I guess. And use American space shuttles and, you know, do everything basically American except, like, it's in yeah, including the football house in Australia now, yes. <laughs> Which we did see a little bit of a nod to coming back, back to this time around. They were better than the, just the football helmet, but... <laughs> I, had, I have the word helmet seals written down in my notes as well. But yeah, these these Jeeves are amazing. Like, I, even when we were just watching the montage, I was, I was just... Oh, I was riveted. And we see Zahn again and Unity and the eye blast and... Oh, so so much like if you want to if you want to give someone a summary of like Farscape you can you can do worse than just showing them this these yeah. iconic images that in a flash you will you'll recognize from every episode very well yeah 
And then you tell them, oh, this is just the first episode. <laughs> oh, no, pressing all the buttons together all at the same time is like created some wormhole interference and we're getting some definite weird sound effects here. And this is totally not because we forgot to record the synopsis and we are now, like, this up at a later point. In the day. I know, we got so excited and we just jumped into the episode and like, huh, this is convenient. Oh, also, like, look look at us go. We're so we're so under control in terms of time. We didn't even go over time. And it's because we forgot a little bit, didn't we, Kay? Yes, we forgot to do what our listeners had to say about this episode. It's honestly one of my favourite parts. It is. I can imagine it. Like, this is like literally the first time we forgot to do this since we started doing this. Yeah. All right. Anyway, let us see. What did they hey, say? Hey, by the way, I, I appreciate like this really soft voice that you put Oh, on. well, I'm not, it's probably because my like headphones are really loud and I'm, like, I'm trying not to uh, blow out the sound. All right. Let us project. A project. Out of the frying pan, into the fire, Scarron's heading to Earth, situation dire. Closing the wormhole, the only solution, Harvey's word shakes John's resolution. Domina Rigel saves the day, pilot puts himself in harm's way. Wormhole crash, last words garbled, Moya's crew lost their marbles. Thank you, Marky C. What a fantastic rhyme. In rhyming couplets, an excellent meter. Well done, Marky C. Um, let me see. We have, oh, we have a lot of rhymes this time around. Um, emergency trip in extended starburst. With all this bad timing, we must be cursed. Puncture the bubble. What a cute couple. Quick, stop the Scarons from returning to Earth. Thank you. Thank you, Rick from the Delta Quadrant. Well done for another limerick. And voyeurism, cucking and bondage. And that's just one scene. The race is on. (laughs) He holds the hummingbird feeder, rules the galaxy. Thank you, Mark Nixon. (laughs) Ooh, that's which scene was that? The hummingbird. Feed. I assume that's the bird. That's the no, the other bit. Oh, the cucking. okay. So Mark Nixon writes about voyeurism, cocking, bondage, and hummingbird feeder. And you think I'm talking about the hummingbird feeder? Eh. Okay, well, I appreciate. <laughs> Thank you, Mark. Uh, I'm gonna have to watch that episode again. Well, fortunately, we're about to recap it, so I'll just listen to that. But we have one more. Um, since John made the mistake of telling Jen Ick about Bird of Paradise, he must now figure out a way to protect Earth. To do so, he must insist the help of the only being who can see the wormhole form. Will this member help? Will the Earth be safe? And will Aaron say yes or no? Find out in the action-packed series finale. Thank you, Billy Roberts. I love this opening sequence. Because it opens with actually kind of a complicated montage with multiple timelines. Yes, very much so. I mean, basically cut to Scorpius talking to John about like that he should trust him. Direct address, staring into the camera. You only see Scorpius' mouth, almost, uh-huh. actually almost on his lower half. No, no, actually from the nose down. And we have John and Aaron discussing what Scorpius said and did. Yes. Which Scorpius says was not a betrayal, and which John says is definitely betrayal. Yeah, we still don't know, yeah, what's going on there, how this is, what's being done with Scorpius. I mean, was he a double agent? Was he a triple agent? What was the what was the score? Yeah. He's like, he's been trying to convince them. The only thing we know is that Braca is still loyal to Scorpius. Very much so. Very much so. That Sokozu is definitely thrown in a lot with Scorpius. Yep. Oh, and Braca is now actually here. Yes. Because Scorpius signaled Braca and his command carrier to show up. Yes. And they're here and like, oh, hi. He basically wants to still work together with them. Stop the uh, Scarons from doing their thing. Yes, because Braca transmits an intercepted signal from the nuclear blasted Katratzi. Mm-hmm. Um, Which seems to be doing pretty good for being having been nuclear blasted. 
I mean, it's a planetoid. It already had chunks blown out of it on one side, so it can Fair. stand a few more chunks blown out on the other side, I guess. But it's between Pennock, one of the horse-faced Scarens, mm-hmm. and Stalik, where Pennock is being instructed to go to Earth via the wormhole and subdue the population. Yes, because they have discovered that it's actually the same flowers that grow on Earth. Because like, John said, like, oh, yeah, these grow in my mom's backyard. Yeah, which, at the time, we didn't know that was significant. Yes. But... You've got to admire the Scarron's poker faces when they didn't just, well, there's an, a new planet where yes. this grows. Those are incredibly rare. We can have your planet too? Yes. Oh, awesome. Well, we'll just file that away for super excitement. I bet as soon as like John and Aaron walked out of that scene, the, like Stalik and Akna grabbed hands and did a little dance. <laughs> yay, <laughs> yay, we found another flower planet. But so here's an interesting situation because John is, he's, he's being a little bit manic Yes. Again, like he's being extremely like emotionally reactive, not over emotional, but emotionally reactive. And Aaron is like trying to talk him through what he's actually thinking, mm-hmm. which I thought was great. Like she's the voice of reason, he's the voice of caution, and they're both on 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 John's side. Like it's it's fully supportive. In fact, he probably wouldn't be able to to be so free with like his his emotions and his anxieties mm-hmm. if he didn't have Aaron there that he trusted to. You know, to- yeah, and running under the talk about what's happening to Earth is everything has subtext because they're also yeah. talking about themselves. <laughs> yes, that's a that's a, because Scorpius suggests you can make an alliance with the peacekeepers and then they'll make sure that your planet is protected. Well, that's a big commitment. So you're afraid of commitment. Flash forward, <laughs> yeah. which is fantastic. To John talking to uh, Dargo and Chana talking with Aaron. So they both go to their own little support network on board. Yeah. And, like, it's a fantastic discussion. Hey, wait a minute. Did she hesitate like that or was that just you doing that now? Because it matters. Yeah. Because <laughs> if she paused, then she's talking about you. <laughs> fantastic scene. I love that. And flashback to, to continuing the discussion. John decides that he is going to take care of it. Yeah. He's going to, like... Destroy the wormhole to Earth. Wait, no, no, no. We're nowhere Wait, near that yet. No? no, no, no. This is just, he's just decided I've had enough of Scorpius. Right. That's, that's it, the really. thing. I thought so, he was originally going to like do something to the wormhole as well. No, that's going to come. That's going to come. That's going to come a little bit later. Okay. Right. Fair um, enough. Yeah. So of course we're going to take care of Scorpius. Oh, does it? Yes. Wait. Actually. Oh no! I think you're right. There is a. He has a third option. I think that's what, oh it's it's a little bit confusing but it is it, like I, w- I was thoroughly thoroughly confused trying to fo- follow all the different time and uh, plot lines and discussions. I was, was confused how Sikozu planned to survive in space when she has her hair loose over her helmet yeah, collar. Yeah, that, that, that gets fixed apparently Just when she put apparently. the helmet. Yeah, then the hel- it all disappears Super in the space helmet. Technology yes. and because just... basically Braca has said like if it looks like you're going to starburst, I'm going to cripple you. Yep, because like they're really under under a point blank range of the command carrier's guns. Yep, the squashed out guns because the only shot they had of that was in four by three from ah. season one, <laughs> and so they look really oval. And they go like, "No, we're not going to do it like this." They've got Sikozu and Scorpius in the airlock. Hey, oh look, we have another nuclear bomb here. Yeah, like. It's not like John to just try the same thing over and over again, but... It's not exactly the same thing, but... No, now there's a... Oh, what did it... He, he wrote something on the bomb. What did it say? Oh, I couldn't tell. Okay, let, let me look at that, Chief. 
Dear John, oh, oh wow. God. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yes, basically they are getting rid of Scorpius and Sokozu because they know that they're in liege with each other. And and that's what Braca's there for. He just wants Scorpius back. Yep, and they just basically tough them out the airlock and it's like, bye, the command carrier can pick you up and we're heading away. Yep, Doggo explains it very, very simply. Yep. Like- Captain Braca, here's the deal. We've attached a bomb to Scorpius, and we're leaving. Follow us, and the bomb explodes. Once we've gone, the bomb will shut down. Couldn't be simpler. Don't bother responding. We're not listening. The don't respond part? Because yeah. we're not listening? That's a bit dangerous. It is, but... You, I mean, it is like the, a, a power move. It oh. is literally, this is what it's going to be like. And, yeah, at that point, continuing to listen, you just open yourself up to... Influence, yeah. Influencing, uh, getting influenced, I suppose. Because if you say, like, this is it, and you stick to it, then... I mean, it kind of depends on the fact that they know that you stick to it, but I think they know that Dargo is headstrong there, enough to... Uh, there is a risk that that message doesn't arrive with Braca in time, right. and that Moya moves away, and that the gun captains are like, oh, well, it's moving away, we, we still have orders. Sh- yes. yeah. True, true, true. So er- everyone puts on their non-sealing helmet that definitely doesn't have a chin piece, and John straps himself in with carabiners that he just sort of clinks together and don't actually lock. Yeah. And yet somehow Sikozu and Scorpius are blast- blasted out, and John's fine. I think the, the faceplate actually goes down a lot further than the sports helmet one goes. So you yes. could argue that it reaches down far enough to connect to a collar piece. That they don't have. We guess not. We just, like... They very carefully never film those helmets from below so that you can see the chin gap. Yeah, fair point. Which uh, the actors probably desperately need to prevent fogging as well, because yeah, I don't imagine bad. that, you know, if you look at uh, modern science fiction epics like the, the various Star Trek series, like those helmets have climate control in them and anti-fogging. Right, and, like proper space helmets. Yes, yeah. And also like the kind of thing that you put expensive actors in and don't want them to die. Mm. But this is Farscape. So, yes, airlock goes open. They get sucked out. Airlock closes again, starburst, and credits. Oh, I love that we get, like, a nice long shot of the whole starburst sequence. It's yes, we haven't seen that in a while. Right. And we get two this time around. Yeah. Yeah. On the blasted-out hulk of Katrazzi, we have a very despondent Emperor Stalik walking around his rubbish throne room. You'd think that they've time to, to clean that up. Yeah. To have a conversation with Minister Akna. Yes, who is bitterly complaining again. Yeah. Why send a striker force to Earth? For impotent revenge against Crichton? Or to separate me from my lover? And he's like, no, I'm sending him on an important mission. He tells her about the flowers. I actually noticed that that decoration in the background, that's kind of like made up out of the similar shape as those Bird of Paradise flowers, kind of like if you, oh, stuck, I see. If you stuck them together like a bunch of circles, then uh, you kind of get that shape. <laughs> Deep cut for the furry community. Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there's a sort of star-shaped emblem behind... Uh, right, um, but you see what I mean about that, each of the elements of that emblem? Yeah, it looks like the wobbly bit of a, a Bird of Paradise flower. Right, yeah. That's awesome. And Stalik grabs one of the bits of flour and, and holds it out like a... Like a, a peace offering, I would call it. Because basically he's proposing that they like put, set their differences aside. There's a little bit about bickering about like how the ascension happened, that she is bitter about that her father got disposed. Just as he took from his predecessor. Get over it. Uh, it's a weird situation because he's not actually offering her anything. He's asking her to put her differences aside well, he's and the work emperor. with him. Yeah. 
Interesting that emperor seems to be an elected or appointed position. Right, yes. They're basically saying, like, this sector of space is now unusable for them because the flower has been destroyed and therefore this this sector has been eliminated. They have to retreat here before their supply runs out, otherwise they become dumb again. Yeah. But he says, like, ah, there is a planet where these things grow. Yeah. And there's a handy-dandy wormhole. And we're sending someone over pronto to go and get there. So, John, I think you, you, you are completely right. I, I just misremembered. He, John did suggest that it was possible to collapse a wormhole, but he just didn't have it completely figured mm. out yet. So he's back to... The information was there, but it was all in the wrong order. So we find him in the shuttle bay or wherever it is. They took down the wallpapering, and they are, he's, like, writing on huge scrolls. Huge uh, scrolls of, like, a flipboard paper. Everybody is offering helpful suggestions to help him along, which, in case of Chana, is... Sex. With you or with him? Whatever. Uh-huh. <laughs> Either, anybody. <laughs> which, in the case of... We're uh, both excellent at it, unlike you, John. <sighs> yeah, there's that. And in which, in the case of Granny, is... Natural. Come on. Organic. Drugs. Drugs. <laughs> the only solution to, as she calls it, brain lock. Yes. Which is fantastic. <laughs> John has his own solution, which is to open fire on one of the only, like, legible bits of formula... Yes. Uh, ...where he goes, it's not fucking 12. Yep. And he takes Mr. Sparky, and he blasts it. Yes. Stark is being useless. I mean... He's pretty much useless the entire episode. Stark is also there. Capital A, capital T. Yeah. It's so nice to have Stark around not doing anything of of note again, but, oh, I do like seeing him. So John goes to confer with Pilot, uh, which is a hilarious little exchange there. Because, (laughs) oh, yeah, do you know about the the bubbles? So it's there. You can't see it, but it is there. I can see it. You can see the bubble. Yes. Can't you? Well, I can kind of smell it. (laughs) (laughs) And, and he like, just it's, it's, that. it's Wait, lovely how, see it? how John seems to be like slightly taken aback by this. <laughs> <laughs> this is happening during a maneuver that Pilot and Moya have come up with. Oh um, yes, because the Scarron Striker has a unique propulsion system that is a bit faster than them. Yep. So without consulting anyone and without apparently getting approval from their captain, they've decided to do what's called an extended starburst maneuver, which is another gorgeous shot. We see the energy rippling up through Pilot's den. We see the sort of photons cascading over her skin. Oh, I saw, let me see, I saw an interview on The Companion, a website with uh, lots of interviews and like research into, you know, our era of science fiction, including Farscape. Mm-hmm. The visual effects supervisor for Series 1 talked about, like, the design of Moya that they didn't really have when he came on as a a supervisor. So he spent two weeks just making paintings, and he wanted to essentially give the star charts is what he wanted to put on her skin. Like, all those those walls and, like, uh... navigators. And, like, I think he he mentioned, like, his children's birthdays are in there somewhere as well. I love how, by the way, how they like put that the fact that they are in extended starburst in uh, on screen because like when you see John walking into frame, there's kind of a little bit of like a vague little wobble that goes away. Yeah, like a little streak behind him. Right, Granny comes telling him that like everything's normal. Like you know, Rigel's puking his guts out because they're in starburst, and fortunately, uh, Stark has passed, passed out because that means he can't puke. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's feeling a bit queasy. But Pilot agrees completely with John's plan that the, the best way that they can collapse a wormhole is by hitting it 
entering it just a little bit too early, just as the bubble of the wormhole is opening up and reaches its maximum, instead of letting it collapse into a wormhole, if they then fly through it, that, that causes a cascade, which will allow them to pass through the wormhole, but collapse it behind them. They're so excited. Like, there's even this great excited music as he's running up to tell Pilot, yay, yay, I figured it out. There's a cool hologram. Hey, apparently he had, like, holographic technology in his den this I whole think, time. No, he's using 19, uh, 1912 for that. Oh, oh, that's clever. He picks up, you can see him walking in on the shot with carrying uh, 1812, and he puts him on Pilot's console, <laughs> so he's using him for the uh, holographic projector. Oh, And well also, done, why buddy. wouldn't they have a holographic projector? Because they're the clamshells. Which we haven't seen See, in ages. No, but they, we know that they have holographic yes, technology. Yes, that's true. So. I guess he usually uses that for, like, space scrabble. I guess, yeah. Or whatever that game was that Rigel was playing in season one with... Uh, oh, yeah. With the annoying bing, 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 right. bing, bing. And they arrive at the mouth of the wormhole. Mm-hmm. Dargo is well impressed. Outstanding, pilot. But congratulations to you and to Moya. I think this is the first time they've actually done an accurate destination arrival yeah. uh, jump. Huh. Starburst. Because usually Starburst is roughly in that direction and we'll see where we end up. Yes. Yeah. That's that makes what makes it so hard to track because you can get a sort of direction, but you don't know when they stopped exactly. Yep. And I mean, it used to be that Pilot said that Starburst invalidates previous navigation navigational markers. Yeah. Maybe he and Moya just weren't very good at it. Could be, could well be. And they were sort of hiding that behind, no, Starburst is notoriously inaccurate. (laughs) (laughs) However, Pilot, and John says he's going to take the module, but Pilot informs him that he is not good enough. Yes. Because it's going to take a millimicrot accuracy to fly through the bubble, and John is simply not capable of achieving that in the module. He can sort of smell it the bubble when it occurs, but he can't see it. And even if he could... His reaction time is too slow to be able to respond to it in time. Yeah. yeah. Cue uh, Rigel, who kind of sidles up under Pilot's arm and comes up through behind the console to have a little chat with him. Yeah, it's very brief. But just the fact that he goes to Pilot, mm-hmm. like, that is the the almost Zan role that, that Rigel is filling mm. now. Because he's done this before, right? He's just right, yeah. sidled up to people and giving them counsel. And, and Pilot even asks, hey, would you do it? He's like, well, of course not. I'm me. He's like, I love, I love that. It's like, well, <laughs> yeah. well, no, of course not. Like, do as I say, don't do as I do. But, you know, <laughs> like, it's me. But I'm not you. Yeah. Yeah. And, okay, so we have a little tea party on the command carrier. Allow me to take this opportunity to say how pleased I am to have you back on board, sir. Just real messed up. Which turns into a bit of a freaky-deaky between Sekozu and Scorpius. Yeah, with, with Braca sort of watching behind the window. I'm like, pretty sure... Oh, yes, he is watching, isn't he? He's, yes. he's up overhead. He's, he's informed them that Greza is in custody and probably sedated. Yeah, she wasn't adjusting well. Which is her. interesting that he doesn't know that for sure. I guess he doesn't care. Oh, it seems like the kind of thing that you want to be on. Like, you know, Grazer is like the main threat there, the main internal threat at least. So you'd think that you want to know if, like, she's being sedated or not, but eh, you might be right. Just, they have this huge hangar, and Braca's idea of a welcome back party is to roll out a carpet. He probably set up this tea set for him and Scorpius, and he's kind of miffed that Scorpius brought his own date. Fair point, yes. Who is now all over him. 
Mm. Yes, I mean mm. she's like like very suggestively licking the spoon, and then it goes off Love the rails that from spoon. that. Yes, John is going back to making old timey recordings, kind of like a recap of what he did uh, used to do in season one. I mean, it's almost the the opening credits, right? It is, yes. With uh, a few crucial differences. He says it's been four years. Yeah. Most of the credits say that it had been three, which was at the start of the season. Mm-hmm. And then he got shot through a wormhole and he wound up on this ship. This living ship. Yes! Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, we were sort of verbally high-fived <laughs> when he said that. And then his recording is interrupted. Yeah, by Harvey. In a bunny suit. In a bunny suit. And not just Harvey in a bunny suit. It's John in a bunny suit as well. <laughs> and there's like a basically a bunny fist fight between it's, the two of them. It's so cute. There's a pink bunny and a white bunny having a punch-up somewhere in a grassy field. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is not the time to be messing with me. <laughs> With eggs flying around. He even does the stomp on, uh, yes. on on Harvey's chest and their legs are flying up and they've got their big old pobs. Oh, it's adorable. Man, this episode is so bonkers. It's insane. I'm not entirely sure what they're fighting about, but, like, I kind of well, missed that part. Well, Harvey thinks that John should ally with Scorpius. Right. He, should, he does. Do, yes, yes. And he's very reasonable about it. Because, like, what else do you have to lose? The peacekeepers are many, many things, but they are also mighty. Yeah, and they might not be the worst thing out there. And the, just the very fact of an announcement of an alliance would mean that Stalik would recall his strike force immediately. Oh, would he, though? Well, they don't know about the flowers. Who doesn't know about the flowers? Harvey and uh, Scorpius. So Scorpius Stal- does. Scorpius was, you saw him with a, with a gun. He wanted to destroy the... Uh, I know, but St- Scorpius doesn't know about the flowers on Earth. Oh, like so. Yeah. So this, that's actually, the, the, the Scarif's yeah. motivation is something that's unbeknownst to both John and Scorpius. I mean, John knows it. But he doesn't know that he knows. No, wait, he does. Because John said, oh, yeah, I kind of told the emperor that the, they grow on my planet. Oh, did, oh, yeah, he did. Okay, yeah, you're right. Sorry. Yeah, but it wasn't in the transmission, so maybe Scorpius doesn't know. Yeah. Hey, that's interesting. Yet, nevertheless... Oh, yeah, of, course, of, course, of course he knows, because that's why he knows that, like, Earth is under so much threat right now. Yeah. Yeah, okay, sorry. I, okay, uh, no, this is valid. Come on, Farscape keeps you on his toes, on your yeah, toes, Yeah, very it? good. Even while you see two grown men in adorable bunny suits having adorable <laughs> little little bunny fights with each other... <laughs> This is an image, by the way. I have had to protect you so many times over the years. And thank you to the Farscape <laughs> fandom out there for keeping keeping K pure. Like, th- the image of Harvey in a bunny suit has been posted and deleted to our little our little chat group several times <laughs> to make sure that you didn't see it and you were kept pure why, until now. Why do they keep posting it? Like, Well... Like, it's just such an iconic image Fair. for, uh, right, that, that we all just remember. And very, you know, you don't always remember, oh, that's from the very last episode. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it is convincing to John. Yes, because at that point he decides, like, okay, I can't do it. Like, he agrees that it's not going to happen and they are going to have to get a better solution. Yeah, he decides, like, okay, I'm going to change my mind. I'm going to have to call Scorpius back. And get his protection. And, and like, Darko and Chiana are there as uh, various voices of reason and confidence. Darko says, okay, like, Grace's betrayal doesn't represent all the, all the peacekeepers. Mm-hmm. I genuinely believe that they will protect your planet and then enslave it. Yeah. And, and Chiana, 
Like, she's much more principled. Well, right? yeah. I mean, hey, no, considering you, her background, that's not surprising. You have a plan. Yeah. You're going to collapse this wormhole. Oh, Gianna, I can't. Yes, you can. Because, of course, she's seen him do amazing things. Yeah, and she believes in him. And when he rejects that, she rejects him. I'm only human. You! Tiskozu's giving Scorpius a lap Yeah, dance. we get the freaky-deaky shit stuff between them. Oh, like but that. then it is Aaron, uh, sorry, Aaron Sun talking to Pilot. Who's having an anxiety <clears throat> attack. Yes. Looks like. like. She's caressing his face like she did in because, uh, The Way We Weren't. Because apparently he and Moya are having a bit of an argument. It's like funny, I have it like a down as a panic attack as well, like pilot right. panic attack, yeah. Yeah, and, and she's being an emotional support sedation. Because it turns out that there is a possible solution. Yeah. We move really briskly through it. Like, right. before we even find out what the solution is, John is thanking Rigel. Thanking by dragging him by the earbrows along the corridor. You, sparky, you selfish, egotistical, self-centered little domino. Pilot said it was you that turned him around. Do you want to pay me back? See how it turns out. Oh, I love your scaly green ass no matter what. And it turns out that it's possible for pilots to temporarily disconnect from Moya. Yeah. Because he can survive in the transport pod for no longer than an arm. After which the tendrils start to scab over yeah, on both and, sides. And they won't be able to connect him back in anymore. At which point he will definitely die. Alone. Yeah. Uh, and I guess Moya will be all right. Well, she'll never be able to accept another pilot, it sounds like, uh, like if her connectors yeah, also point, scab over. Good point, yes. But so a lot of work needs to be done. Mm. And I, I really respect that Dargo, who's sitting in the chamber below Pilot's Den, like says, I really need to hear it from you. And yeah. Pilot very officially says, like, I remand control of, the sh- of Moya to you. You may now sever me from... Yes. Granny has upgraded her kit with a little bejazzled plant mister. Yes, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> she uses to spray soothing essential oils across... Uh, no, sorry, sorry. Natural organic drugs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to soothe and sedate Pilot while they open... I mean, it looks like a, a sort of smoke machine with, with lights in it. It's clearly some kind of cutting device. Oh, yes, the plasma cutter or whatever you want to call it. And they start, like, yeah, taking... I mean, this is like... It must be a bit of a hack job, because like, it took the peacekeepers days to prepare a pilot connection or something, like when pilot was being installed. Yeah, I was thinking uh, that as well. And now they're doing just like doing and a quick little And later when job. they fixed him up again for proper, like yeah. he tore himself loose. So initially there was a hack job, then they did it right in season two, and that and, took ages to heal. Right, yes. So it's probably going to take some more healing time to get back into the, the spat of things. Although, of course, like, the connections are have already been grown. They've just kind of been ripped open. They kind of have to heal again. So like, there's a good case to be argued for uh, that it goes quicker this time. Right, yeah. Because the adaptation is done. It's just a temporary interruption. And if it's, if it's short enough... Right, then yeah, then, then the neural pathways just have to like find each other again and they don't have to completely regrow. Okay, we are treated to like the reverse of something that we've noticed when Farscape goes to commercial. Because normally, when Farscape cuts to commercial in the middle of like lots of people screaming, yeah. we come back and everything's, everything's fine. Everything's been resolved. Yes. And, and in this case, we come back and there is a new problem that we didn't have before, which is <laughs> Granny, they're still cutting. And Granny comes down. Stop! It's not working! Stop! Stop! Tearing him in half. It's like, oh. He's, he's, he's delirious. He's passed out. Well, yeah, of course, we're cutting pilot in half. 
Oh, no, not him. The other one. <laughs> yeah, because apparently Stark <laughs> is having a meltdown. Stark is just sitting there sympathizing like a betazoid on uh, ecstasy. Uh, wow! <laughs> wow! Sick Star Trek Next Generation reference, bro. <laughs> because Pilot is teaching him how to operate Moya, which... Like, he was briefly the pilot for, for Talon. Oh, yes, of course. And he's getting flashbacks to that. Which gave him the confidence to apparently volunteer for this mission, but Moya is much, much more complex. Right. And, yeah, he's not cutting it. So, Chiana goes like, well, I'll use my ability to learn, see what needs to be done. So she can slow down time. Oh, that was the thing. Here's yes. her observation, because... Pilot needs to teach him this whole sequence of commands that needs to be done. In While he's away, in order for Moya to be... Uh... But it's too quick for Stark to learn, and they ask him to slow it down. I'm like, no, there's no time. It has to be done, yeah, like this, yeah. Yeah, and Chiana also, offers to, like, I'll slow it down, because she has that ability. Yeah, we haven't seen her use that in a while, but, well, for good reason, because it turns her blind, as it does now. Yeah. Things start to go in motion. There is a... What does it mean? Okay, this ship... That's a Scarron's, but it's right. a Scarron Dreadnought. Right, yes. Whereas we were yeah. told that a striker was being sent out. Right, so. so this is just... Yeah, it's kind of weird what's going on here. I'm not sure what's happening, except that the module... No, sorry, not the module. The uh, the transport. The transport pod, with now with pilots in it, with John and Aaron in it. And that's just the three of them, right? Anybody else yep, come with? John, yeah, John, Aaron, pilots. Yeah, and they pop through the wormhole. And off they fly. Next shot, we see the moon, and then John with the Earth in the background, who is walking up to an American flag. Yeah. Which is apparently the location where his father landed on the moon. Because there's clipped a f- to the flag, there is a picture of his family. That that John just takes. Yeah. You sentimental son of a bitch. And it's this is a scene that just lives rent free in my memory <laughs> and has done for for many many years. Because it's the last conversation yes. between between John and his dad. Because John is there to sever the, the, the connection. Yeah, Far, say farewell, like explain what's going on. Dad has been having an, an argument with someone, like Space Command of the United Nations or whatever, about like having to arm eggheads who would not like that and blah, blah, blah. But it gets interrupted when John calls him. And yeah, Dad tries to argue, like, well, we're ready. We want to come. We want to fight. Imagine what a difference 500 of our best scientists would make. I kind of love this idea that they sort of started this standing program to just have 500 experts ready to go in case aliens show up. Mm. Family connections all taken care of. We are ready to leave at a moment's notice so we never miss this opportunity again. Yeah. We don't have to get it started. But John goes like, nope, sorry, I'm here to close the wormhole. And he's like, "What? how are we going to get out of bail? The rocket. The old-fashioned way. Yep. Apparently he left a tape recorder, which he put on the moon, which is a really bad environment for a tape recorder. But Yes, yes. You you also, <laughs> like, you were upset by the fact that a Polaroid photo would still be sort of clipped on the moon, which is yeah, yeah, a high-radiation environment. Even the flag would be white by now. Yeah. It's like the, the high UV that you get there, like everything, everything left behind on the moon is completely bleached. But yes, tape recorder, magnetic tape recorder on the moon. Like, you know, moon dust is super aggressive. It's like... Yeah, but it doesn't move around much, does it? Uh, John is. Like, it's kicking about. He's leaving... He's ruining a whole bunch of historic footsteps. Oh, well, that too. Well, I mean, his dad wasn't the first on the moon, so they're not that historic, I guess. Well, they are in... Where are they? Serenity... Serenity Base. Yes, but like that implies that his dad was on the first moon landing. 
which is uh, clearly not because no, he was not much later f- than that. Not the first, but he was on yeah. a moon landing. The Serenity Base was also where they did the Apollo, wasn't it? The Apollo Eleven? Tra- no, that was Tranquility. Sorry, not Tranquility. Serenity. Yeah, yeah sorry. Because you imagine that every moon landing would be on a different site. Like Gen- why, generally speaking, yes. Why visit the same site twice? Unless there's a reason. Unless you found something special. Well, I think it was Apollo twelve or fourteen. They landed near an old moon lander that they like an unmanned moon lander that they had. Oh. But that's because they wanted to retrieve components from it so they could examine them, so like see what prolonged exposure to lunar uh, conditions would have. Oh, cool! So yeah, they landed within a few hundred meters of an old unmanned moon lander. Moon for probe. science. For science, yeah, yep, so, obviously. Yeah. This this scene was filmed during, I think it was Terra Firma, so the, yeah. the, the second one that was on Earth. So Makes like, sense. David Kemper talked about the challenge of this year, and one of them was like having to write this scene for the middle of the, 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 uh, yes. the series when Kent McCord was in Australia. Yeah. Ben Browder I- filmed his part much later, of course. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Well, make, it makes sense, but it also makes it hard to deviate from the script. Yeah. So that was quite a challenge, but just this... This shot, both of them sort of... John's looking to the horizon where we've got Earthrise over yep. the lunar horizon. And his dad is looking up. Aaron is watching him from inside the module, as the pod, the transport mod. Yeah, yes. John says his goodbyes, tells him that he's leaving the information on the moon. He tells him where to find it. And he says, I love you. Yes. Again, we, we start and we end with a positive father-son relationship in a TV series, oh. which is amazing. Oh, really good point. Because, yeah, there, there's a whole lot of action still happening. You know, the Scarens are coming and there's sort of time pressure. Oh, John, hurry up. But we're not really induced to care about that too much because, like, we've just had a big action-packed three-parter. Yeah. So this one is much more, more about, like, emotions. That's how Farscape ends its seasons. I almost said series there. Uh-huh. Oops, oops. And there's a lot of gags in it too, which is... This is one of the funniest episodes. I know. <laughs> I didn't remember. It was so hilarious. But okay, so there is a little bit of action, which is well, the Scarron Striker has arrived. Empress Starleek, the wormhole has reappeared as we approach. Scan show Crichton's Leviathan sits nearby, though it makes no attempt to flee or defend itself. Ignore them. Continue on to Earth. Fulfill your mission. So he promptly shoots Moya and then dives into the wormhole. That's a cool craft, that Striker. We see Stark having his obligatory meltdown. Again. No, 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 Scarens, Scarens, don't you, Scarens, kill, don't you, kill, don't you, kill. Stark! I think I'm okay now. I think we get to three or four Stark meltdowns in this episode. Yeah. It's something like that. He's getting used to them because Shiana says, snap out of it. And he goes, oh, yeah, I'm back. No, I think I'm fine now. Yeah. She's, I think she slaps him, doesn't he? He's like smack, like. Good aim for someone who's lost their sight. Yeah. And he's making enough noise. Meanwhile, it's such on- a cool image, this horizon of the wormhole and the ship flying in. Yes. Meanwhile, on Earth's side, they are preparing for the wormhole, which apparently is interesting, because like, there's a, a time lag between the wormhole opening on both sides, which is kind of weird. So the wormhole seems permanently open on the, on, on the Moya side, because Moya was just hovering over its, uh, yeah, over fair. its aperture. Fair, fair, fair. But it was, um, wasn't always. Well, and it also doesn't necessarily have to be, like, the same exact wormhole. Like, previously, the Pathfinders right. talked yeah, about, yeah, like, wormholes like cluster. Maelstroming together and... Yeah, so however it works. Oh, poor pilot, he sort of wakes up. Did I miss it? No. Did I let you down? No, you did not. He's out of it. Like, he's not in a good state. Cause... 
which reminded me of the film Jumanji 2, the second new Jumanji film. Um, I'm very second sorry. Second new Jumanji, so that's Jumanji um, 4 then? Yeah, whatever. If you okay. count Zathura as a Jumanji 2. I have no idea. Like, I only ever saw the Robin Williams one. Okay, anyway, this is really bizarre that I'm dragging you here, but there is a, there is a moment where there are two old men who have body swapped with two younger men so that the younger actors can, can have some fun, you know, adventures. And they're doing their bickering, and then one of them is eaten by a fantasy Jumanji monster. Yeah. And then the other one, who talks very slowly, who sort of turns to his, his allies, Oh my God, did I kill him by talking too slow like he always said I would? <laughs> Just the incredible tragedy that that poor man is what what he's going through, and this is what Pilot's going through. And then he goes, no, 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 it's fine, it's fine. Now look, look. Oh, do you see the bubble? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and proceeding now. <sighs> yes, there's a little bit of time, yeah, timing issue, but they they dive into the wormhole, and we get several shots from both sides actually. The Scarens moving through the wormhole, which again, apparently, like now everybody's able to go through wormholes instead of like ending up a bloody mess inside their craft. Yeah. Like, there seems to be no problem. Oh, everybody can do it now. So there are many, many factors. Let me see. So this wormhole to Earth, John traversed that in just a spacesuit. Mm. Fair. So this appears to be a naturally occurring wormhole. A naturally whereas, stable one, yes. Yeah. The the one outside uh, Scorpius' command yeah. carrier, yeah. that one was artificially generated. Like, he, right. he modified his command carrier to be like some kind of amplifier. Repeater. Fair. To sort of lock it in place. So maybe that is a factor, or maybe there's, I mean, John first traveled through the wormhole in his module, and he was fine, so maybe it's some kind of material property. Mm. Uh, or it's, that yeah, the, it's a naturally stable wormhole, something along those lines. Yeah, it makes all makes sense. But yeah, so they're dragging the membrane of the wormhole back in on itself. Essentially, I'm sorry for the word, prolapsing a wormhole. That that mm. kind of is, yeah. Un- I mean, I don't know, unprolapsing it, maybe? Maybe the wormhole is the prolapse, and then you're like pushing it back in. Which, anyway, for you, some you, reason, you went you went here first. I'm not, I'm not taking responsibility for any mental images that any of our listeners are getting at this point. Did you think they were going to crash? Because we see the module and the striker like careening toward I each other. Kind of did. Yeah. <laughs> and then instead, they just passed through each other like we got with the Pathfinders. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh my god! That's right. Yeah. And it makes the moment you're sitting there getting anxious about, then it passes, and then it's such a. Oh, yeah, of course it would, because that's what happens in wormholes. Yeah, I can't believe you remembered that, and I forgot. That's amazing. (laughs) Yeah, no, I thought that was really well set up because, like, I had like, oh my god, they're going to crash, they're going to crash, and and suddenly it's like, of course it's going to pass through because, like, we already know that because it's been so long and it never comes up. It's. Oh, I love how they kind of get this like surprised look, look, looking at each other's ships from the inside, and they laugh this (laughs) as they pass through Pennock. Also, how much bigger that striker is than the transport module? Oh yeah, Yeah. it's a big boy. Yeah, Pennock just has time to to say, "Crichton has turned the wormhole against us. We will not survive." And we see a last shot of Akna. Yes, who hears her lover's death. At John Crichton's hand. Yeah, well, yes, I suppose. Where you can now imagine that season five, had it been made, would start with opening credits that an insane military commander was hunting him (laughs) once again. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. But, yes, Pilot is back in Moya. Super woozy. Super woozy, because they've landed Moya once again. They are apparently in the soothing waters of some planet where the, mineral, where the minerals are nice and 
Stark is being a complete self-absorbed prick. Yes, he wants everybody to know that he saved Moya because yes. she was crippled, but he knew which buttons to press, and he pressed them all. And right. didn't he do a very good job? Yes. he's Like I said, he's being a self-absorbed prick. <laughs> and so Granny just missed him as well. Yes, like, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I mean, she's up to a game with, like, it's so much easier walking around with powder in your hand and blowing in people's faces, one thing. But just carrying Look a plant mister and just a going... A asleep <laughs> now, only yeah. dreams. <laughs> Because he's saying to Pilot, oh, float on memories and have peace. And then he goes crazy. And she goes, Troubled Stykira, float on memories. And perhaps time will heal your wounds. (laughs) Chana is still blind. She's like kind of nervous that she's not going to go away this time. She made quite a sacrifice. She knew that this was a risk. And we remember that, even though, you know, it hasn't come up in the season since, mm. the, since the early early days. But Darker's there to reassure her. They, they found a diagnosis nearby. Yeah, and that's going to be the first stop as soon as we're done here after Moya and Pilot have recovered. In the meantime, they're sort of the peanut gallery and describing for Shanna, uh, what's going on? Because outside, they've got Aaron and John in a boat. Where the frell did they get a rowboat? I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's like always been there and it's just never come up. Uh, it's uh, possible. I mean, it could have been like from the uh, Look at the Princess series. That's kind of like the place where they might have picked oh, up yeah. a robot. You know? Or the party planet with the... It looks... I mean, it looks like straight up with like a boat-ass boat with just some, some gold, like, filigree. With Moya skin flakes draped off. But come on, this, this shot, this looks like straight out of Game of Thrones. Oh, you know, yeah, Absolutely. Like, and this was filmed, like, right outside Homebush Bay. Yeah. Like, they just had water out just there. Just get the camera angle right so you don't see the shoreline and you're fine. And they have... It's John and Aaron in the boat. Yes. T-A-L-K-I-N-G. <laughs> yes. Reflecting <laughs> reflecting on how far they've come. Like, last yes. year, they let a coin decide their fate. Right. Not again. And John flips it up anyway, and there's like a few nice slow motion shots building up the tension before the coin falls into the water, because of course John wasn't going to let it come to a coin toss. Well, and bloop. Yep, gone. And she's like, almost like, oh, she's kind yeah. of surprised. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of surprised by how down on her emotions Aaron seems to be here. Like, Despite yeah. everything going her way, she, right until the last moment, stays completely on the negative. Well, she's got her own thing that she wanted to talk to John about. Right, but even after that, okay, let's let's go through it. Yeah, because John says, I have a question, and yeah. she says, can I go first? Yes. Which sort of, John sort of screeches, yeah, yeah okay, yeah. Yeah, so she goes, okay, on the command carrier, I went to see the physician, and blah, 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 and... And she turns to the camera, and she says, K... You won 250 <laughs> points. Well done, Kay. Yes. And then she turns back to John. No, don't worry about who. Like, Kay, no, he's just dumb. <laughs> forget about it, yeah. Like, she she completely deadpools me. Uh, <laughs> anyway, but yes, she explains to him, yes, pregnancy is go. And John asks, and like, are like, you okay? Blah, 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 yep. And he asks. Uh, and it's yours. Yeah, that like comes in. like he doesn't even ask that. Like no, he it takes he a, asks, "Are you okay?" Yeah, yep. and the baby is okay. But yeah. instead of saying it's okay, no, she said it's yours. Yes, and she still doesn't seem relieved, even after when he responds extremely positively. Like even after he stands there screaming, "We're gonna have a baby," which I don't know, did you choke up? No. No, because you are a mandroid. I totally <laughs> choked up, and I was just like the, just the joy and ecstasy and and celebration. Okay. And at this point, I am getting 
extremely worried. Because I'm sitting there going like, and I had, I, I had to like suppress the urge to pick up the remote and see how much time there was still left in the episode. Because <laughs> I'm sitting there this Frelin Farscape. It's like nobody's allowed to be happy. Like, what is going to happen? <laughs> like This is exactly right. This is like when you've watched the whole season series like four or five times like I have, then you can choke up in this moment. Yeah. And if this is your first time around, you cannot enjoy it. No, it's like, okay, yeah. what the frell is going to happen here? I know that this is a season finale. Uh, which was like started with and now uh, uh, oh, what, oh, oh, yeah. previously on Farscape and then and finally. That's the one, yes. On Farscape. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to delve into the cancellation of right. Farscape in the uh, season four recap. We're not going to stop on it uh, yeah. too much, but it is relevant here because at the time of filming, weren't aware that this was going to be the final season. Right. Full expectation of a, of yeah, a fifth Yeah, because you said they had been, uh, been cleared for season four and yep. five after season three. And for most of the fans, this was about the time when we found out. Right. So, after the hap hey ho we're having a baby, John, John is has getting... his thing. John is, gets... Oh, yeah. Yes. He pops down on one knee and he and, pops, and, a, pops a question. Crane's gone down onto his knees. Why? I think he's hurt himself. And Dark is like, oh, it seems like he put a ring on her finger or something. And at which point Chana gets it because she's been watching all the soaps and the movies. She like, was watching <laughs> trash. So but she he's knows. Pro- he's proposed to her. Proposed What? I love that. Like, it's so, so right. Like, marriage. And like, what a dumbass. Amateur. (laughs) Idiot. Fantastic scene. And they're so happy together and nothing can possibly go wrong. And then cue another alien. We have a fantastically complex new alien show up. Did you, did you recognize that it was a puppet? Straight away? All the way. Is it? I mean, is it all the way a puppet? Yeah. Amazing, Even, right? Okay, because so, I, I figured they kind of did a Terminator thing on it where they, like, used a, a made-up person, like, face for the first bit and then, like, went a... Isn't that all incredible? Of oh, that, that is, like, fantastic work. The creature shop, like, at the top of their game to the point where, yeah, this is what you think can happen. Nope, it's, a, it's an animatronic the whole time. You're just so distracted by his amazing hair. He's got a flock of seagulls haircut and uh, he's got a sort of puzzle piece pattern on his, very on his face. Very high for forehead. Yep. He's the occupant of a craft that flies over John and Aaron, and, and Dargo is worried, like, get back here immediately. And he goes, I'm on a boat. Like, this. Yes, I mean, they do start rowing back a little bit. But yes, the, meanwhile, the uh, alien is, like, clearly a scout who's been sent out to investigate the fact that a Leviathan has landed in their ocean. Two invaders have exited their ship. Request orders. And then his face fucking opens up. Yes, he gets orders to neutralize ah, you caught that did the, you yeah. <laughs> the invasions invaders does a nice little loot back john and aaron kiss and while they're kissing they're murdered they are shot at by an alien spacecraft ah, potato potato which turns their <laughs> turns them into just granules Chris, and they're crystalline yes definitely dead well it, they are. They have been neutralized. Okay, <laughs> today you are a man. You are one of us. You're a full-grown Farscape aficionado. So, 
Yeah, so, okay, okay, background. Like, Dargo does his uh, best Christian Hainsen impersonation. Oh, no, that's not fair. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it was heartrending. Uh, yeah. Well, Anthony Simcoe's screaming is just incredible. You hear the heartbreak, and Chiana tries to console him as he watches his, his friends at their happiest moment being absolutely destroyed. Yes, and we get we see this beautiful pile of, like, little, mostly brown, sorry, red and black crystals lying in the boat with the ring perfectly perched on top of it. A bunch of them have spilled over the side and into uh, the sea, never to be seen again, definitely signaling doom. Of course, yes, because then it ends with should be continued because okay at this With point the ring sitting on top of the ashes yeah uh, the crystals it's not ashes yes so at this point i was actually kind of suckered in by the now finally on farscape because i knew that it, it ends quote unquote at season four yeah whereas i've in figure like every everybody else was expecting season five then they, yeah. they would have been in sitting here with a slightly different mindset but then of course there comes the to be continued and that point like oh yeah of course it's farscape like yeah because and, yeah, go, sorry, go on. Well, like, knowing that this was the end of the series, they could have just, like, even in editing, without shooting anything new, they just could have faded out on the kiss. Yes. And but, just, that was, but, but, but happy endings are not allowed in Farscape. Yeah. So, yes, they, would have, they could have just, like, crushed him. A final little kick towards the fans to make sure that everybody hates the writers forever. Oh, I don't think that was the case at all. No, but they could have done it. So I watched this on the BBC. Mm-hmm. And on the BBC, I guess I just didn't catch that it was and finally. Right? right. And it wasn't oh, yeah. announced as the series finale until like this and then to be continued. And then you know how they have presenters' voices? Yeah. So then you had this this cheerful woman's voice saying, and that was the end of Farscape, the season, oh. the series finale, just informing me. I was just sitting there just blinking, wait, what? Wait, what? There's no... This is it? It said to be continued. Did you lie? They're not li- yeah. The BBC even considered removing to be continued, right? To be right. clear to that the... That makes sense. Yeah, that, if, if, they'd, if they the BBC knew, quote-unquote, that it was like the really? really end of them, yeah. yeah, it would have been unfair to keep put to be continued there. But they respected the show creator's wishes and a feverish, some might say, rabid fan campaign was born. Uh, that we'll delve into more in the season recap, but... First, she gives me a Woody. She gives you the Willies. Okay, this is going to take a while. (laughs) (laughs) There's a bit of a list. (laughs) (laughs) All right, hit me. So, traditionally, first, the Willies. Yeah. So, first of all... Really difficult this time around, right? Well, first of all, I'd like to say, with Willies, we tend to go two ways. Either it's something we... You know, we don't like in production or choices that were made, yeah. or something that just is generally a just like, like eases you out, yes, or like, gives it, you it, gives it, you the actual willies. It gives you the actual willies, like being scared in a ghost mansion or something right. like that. So I'll, the, the, these are both of the second category. Oh. Okay, bring right, it, bring so, it. Okay, first one is the little Sikozu and Scorpius little tea party. I know. Which was like, <laughs> but I think the real Willie goes to the to the goodbye scene with that. Like that really, that was like, oh my God, that's like, that was a 
yeah, em, em, emo, emotionally painful scene to watch. Yeah. Yes. So that's you know that's I mean it's a beautiful scene. Like again, like no, of I course, get but that, it, that's like, like it, it's it's a good willy. Let me put it like that. <laughs> <laughs> wow, it was a very good willy. Good job, David Kemper, for your excellent willy. I'm I'm with you. I, I don't want to call it a Willie. No, let me you see if I can... You can if call I can, it a Woody, too. I mean, I, I kind of figured that might have been your Woody, that scene, but... <laughs> I have a surprising Woody this oh, time good around. One. My Willie, <laughs> Helmet Seals. I looked um, at my list course, again. yes, Helmet Seals. I just... It's so distracting. All right. Like, it's almost... If it wasn't for the helmets, actually, I should forgive the helmets, then it would be carabiners. That are right. clearly not locked, okay, but are just sort of mashed together. That's kind of weird because, like, there's definitely the sound. The foley artist definitely does his work. He he locks them together, but let me have a quick look at that scene because I think. <laughs> Wait, it's more at the beginning. I the, found it. It's it's kind of a wonky gif. Okay. Yeah. And we're just back from a literal five-minute break where we looked Trying through all the Trying to find the right chief definitely. And found the one that, indeed, he's he is sort correct. of... He, he kind of, like, hooks it on. It, like, sticks on by friction or something. It's... Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely not hooked together. All right. That was the only... Th- that, was the, that was the biggest issue that you <laughs> yeah. had with the entire episode. It was okay. the only time that I wasn't completely riveted. All right. Which, like, completes Farscape's tradition of really bad helmets and just, Fair. just forget about yeah. that. But, like, but, but... I mean, they did a little good bit of carabining when they were stuck inside the budong and they had to like shoot missiles See, at it. they did great there and they yeah. had the cable laid out and yeah, that exactly. cool sort of whipping cable but what your Woody? Alright, well Bit of a list. Fourth place, like I said, in fourth, fourth place. Fourth place? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> granny. Natural. Mm. Organic. Drunks. Which I have Granny pretty high which, on mine as well. Which had me in stitches. <laughs> I mean, and, and, and her little and her little bejazzled spray bottle. And she is great throughout. She is fantastic in this episode. She is very supportive. She's gone away from the the deliberately obtuse and myst- mystical way, and she's still the same in a lot of ways. But yeah, she's playing along. She's not being unnecessarily weird about it anymore. Yeah, like she's not. It's almost as if I imagine that she was guarded for most of the most of the series. That yes, she was, so like, was kind of like not opening up towards everybody else, or not not letting them in, or something like that. Yeah, right. And now she's fully comfortable with with everyone. Like she's purple eyed throughout. Yes, right. Not a not a hint of blue or red. Yeah, very true. Good one. All right. In third place, the <laughs> the, the 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 alien pilot at the very end. That was oh. gorgeous. Voiced by Ben Browder, by oh, the way. Oh, okay, nice. Yeah. Who did a? Apparently, he's been clamoring to play an alien for ages and ages, and right, then he so didn't the... realize that. Okay, so you're going to let me play the alien that kills me? Ooh, Fair, cool, cool. cool. <laughs> he even did a really good job, like lip syncing to the puppet whose lips don't completely close, so he even has this sort of wide-lipped accent. Uh, it kind of helped. Neutralization run beginning. <laughs> yeah. In second place, Rigel's response, propose. <laughs> propose to what? <laughs> I'd even say Rigel throughout. And again, yeah, like fair he's, point. he's he's a hero up to the point of his own competence, and then he's he knows that other people are better than him. Yeah. But in first place it's gonna be the wormhole crash. Because I love that like oh. thing. Because that really had me on tenter hooks. That, yeah. <laughs> that was so cool. Well done. The Scarens just get sidelines. Like they meet each other. The Scarens realize, oh, Frell, there's something really not going right. And then it's yeah. The Scarens even tried to like abort, abort, abort. Yeah. But turn around, no- get the get the Frell out of here. And it's <laughs> <laughs> so yes. That's that. That'll be my Woody for the episode. Oh, well done. I had a bit of a list as well. So obviously, John and his dad. Like John and Aaron, yeah. This is a really well earned. Finally, finally, they're like 
like having good relationship talks with each other. It's yes. Like, <laughs> yes. Finally, you're there. And earned like they've been through so much including like what yeah. they've been through in in season four hiding from each other rejecting each other coming slowly back from their their highly emotionally motivated decision to separate from one another and coming to this moment of like clarity and and happiness and the terror of commitment for both yeah. of them so- i mean Aaron seems to be like on board with that which again makes it for me weird how apprehensive she is right at the end because like during the rest of the episode she seems to be much more on board with what things the way going the way they are because like what, what is it that they said like when john said like what always terrified me is that i couldn't Very see good. where it was going to go and she's like the thing that terrified me is that i could see where it was going to go yeah. I, I did see how it would end yes there's a lot to unpack there Ava, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> i'm going to surprise you all right with my woody go on pilot Oh, that's not really a surprise. Okay. (laughs) No, fair enough, given my track record. But this is a pilot episode. Yes. He gets tons to do. He deals with some emotional quandaries himself. And he's just a spectacular performance, obviously by by Lani Tupu, who we are delighted by. Oh, no. Oh, no. (laughs) No, I I love any episode where Pilot gets to do something. And, like, he can finally say. He does get out sometimes. He like, does, yes. I don't get out much, but... <laughs> he does. It, it, it has occurred. Exactly. Wow. So, here we uh, are. Yeah, well, yes. I mean, I guess we have to push a button at this point. <laughs> Thank you for joining us once again on, on So Farscape. I've concluded season four. For those of you who weren't fully aware... For many years now, I've joked that I didn't tell Kay <laughs> that Farscape was cancelled after season four, and I didn't tell Kay that there was a miniseries coming after. Of course, Kay, I would never do that to you. No. As I think funny it, it as the kind of, was. I think it's kind of snuck. I don't even recall how it happened. But, but yeah, for the longest time, privately, we referred to it the fa- to, to the, the two episodes that I wasn't aware of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But I think that happened somewhere in season two or something. Oh, thereabouts. We must have been talking about how the scheduling was going to uh, pan out. Because like, this is a four-year project for us at this point. Is it? Yeah. Like, we did the first two seasons in one year. Yeah, so then it must be three years. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, 20, the first corona year. So right, September-ish yes. 2020. But so, we're not done yet. We're going exactly. to have a season four recap. Yep. And then we're going to have the... The two, two episodes. Ep- yeah, the two final uh, for, the, the miniseries uh, episodes. Yeah. Yep. And like while we thought about doing another greatest hiatus, you know, having the experience. Yes. We really just want to. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> right. We are too eager to get on with it. So as as always, join us for a fanfic reading next time where, hey, spoilers, I'm going to be giving you another magazine. And this Ooh. episode of the magazine, as you call them, is all about the cancellation. Oh. So, this oh, is one, be, yeah. yeah, actually not to miss. We were talking a lot more about season four. At this, at the time of this airing, I've probably already put out the call for questions. I don't know whether that's still going to be available by the time that we air, because we do have to record in advance. Yeah, this has been recorded a little more than two weeks before it airs, so... Oh, then there might still be time. Yeah. Actually, so check real quick on So Farscape, at So Farscape on, uh, on Twitter, if the call is out to, uh, to submit... Your questions to to Kay, what do you thought of season four and the and the series so far? Then please do so. Thank you, as always, to all of our listeners. Thank you to Lee Lee writes songs for providing our excellent theme music that we always rock out to at the beginning of every episode. 
Thank you to all of our wonderful supporters on Patreon who've contributed to our recording equipment and kept the lights on here at Soulfarscape Studios. And thank you to the Jim Henson Company and Ben Browder and everyone who have produced this, this fantastic show for us to enjoy. Did I do it right, Ken? Yeah. That's Did I, is that all that, the things that I was supposed yeah, to do? Yeah, so, okay, yeah. thank you, well, thank you. Then I'm Kaki. I'm Kay. To, to be, be continued. continued.